not just backups. <laughs> it was good enough. It was, but it definitely could. We can always do better. We strive for 110% here on the Alter Ego podcast. I strive for 10%. <laughs> okay. uh, welcome to AEC Presents. I'm Alex. I'm Jared. I'm Laura. And we're back for another week. Um, this is a somewhat special week for the podcast. It's the first week of Halloween. Huzzah. Month. Yay. Uh, we're going to talk about horror books and horror topics for the most part, uh, except for next week, because next week is our 100th episode. For real. We've been doing this a while now, it seems. That doesn't seem like it's been that many episodes. No, but I mean, if, for me, it feels like it should be like, oh, around 50-ish, because we do one a week, there are 52 weeks, and yeah, we did it and before COVID, the pandemic. Yeah, right. COVID shut us down for a while. And, well, and then vacations and illnesses, yep. the year of me going to the hospital all last year. Yeah. That was fun. But yeah, we only missed a few episodes here and there, so that's not yeah. But yeah, uh, next week we'll figure out something to talk about um, because, yeah, we'll figure it out. I know, did you and I talk about it, Jared? Yeah. Yesterday? Okay, so we just haven't told Adrian yet. Right. Uh, I mean, we'll yep. figure it out then. But Sounds the, like I need to take some emergency vacation at work so I can show up. I mean, if you want That'd to. That'd be cool. <laughs> uh, if you have it, if you want to, before it resets or did it already reset? It already reset. So okay. this is my brand new vacation. Brand new vacation. Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily worth it to. Yeah, put on the if you've got stuff you want to do later in the year and stuff like that, I don't know if I would. Right. I'll think about it. I'm not saying the podcast isn't worth it. However, compared to real vacation, we'll see. You can always edit me in, too. We could, potentially. I can have my own segment. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we're here for this week, and this week is not our 100th episode. So this 99th. Is a, this is a boring, normal episode. What they call it? Penultimate? Yeah, I think it? so, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I mean... Maybe, but isn't penultimate like before the final one? Oh yeah, I guess that's true. So it's before the big one, right? Yeah. We're not ending, so let's not call it that. We don't we don't plan it, on ending it, it right now. So it's pen one hundred. Yeah, there we go. Is that a there we go prefix? Yeah. <laughs> uh, How but, does English work? Uh, it it doesn't, especially when <laughs> I try to use it. But in the meantime, uh, this week we decided we're going to talk about the book vein because it's a horror book uh jared you ranted and raved about it when it was coming out in single issues yeah i enjoyed it and i'm not a huge vampires fan but we'll dive into that a little bit deeper but in the meantime that's a book about vampires so hey let's talk about vampires in comic books because why not and that was laura's idea because we couldn't come up with anything she's like hey it's about vampires let's talk about vampires in comics mm -hmm. so and kind of tv too honestly but yeah they, I, we tried to focus on vampires in TV that had comics later. Right. So, in short, vampires in pop culture. Yeah. With that. Yep. And I kind of wish I would have been reading it now, DC versus vampires, just in preparation for this show. But I know Adrian's, he's been he's positive it. on yeah. every issue so far. So, that'd be a really good Halloween one. Yeah. Uh, so, who knows when we'll actually talk about that one, but we'll see. Um. But in the meantime, uh, I guess what are what comes to mind when you think of vampires? No reflection in a mirror. Uh, bad with sunlight. Yep, yep, that's what I was gonna say. They don't Dust. like garlic. Oh yeah, I forgot about garlic. Uh, sometimes they can't enter your home uninvited. Right. Uh, sometimes they sparkle, depending on what it's in. Yeah, that one threw me off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sparkly zombies. 
zombies? <laughs> Vampires. But I was just thinking they did that spoof and made the zombie sparkly or something oh, like that. I, I can't yeah. remember what movie that was, but that just popped in my head. But um, uh, Usually, stake through the heart is what kills them. Yep. And or sometimes decapitation's enough. Yep. Sometimes, yeah. They don't like the um, the cross. Right. Yeah, yep. holy water, cross. Holy water and the cross. Um, silver, also, I think. Isn't that one? Isn't that werewolves? Uh, that's that definitely werewolves. werewolves. Okay. Yeah. I, I, that's yeah. like silver bullet. But I was thinking yeah. some vampires couldn't touch silver, too. Because yeah. like be. the Underworld series, isn't that what they use? Kind of. It was the... The vampires were using it against the lichens, but once they got all the hybridization crap going on, then I think Celine was no longer able to tolerate silver because she had the lichen blood mm. hybridized into her. And I think her daughter was the same way. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Underworld got like real deep with a lot of the vampire mythology and like changing the rules too and I really should have done a better job of preparing. I always say this, that I, I come up with these ideas and then I don't actually do any of the legwork to figure out what I'm talking I mean, about. There, there, there's a whole bunch. Yeah. Uh, didn't you say like one of them is they don't have shadows? Yeah. Um, oh, oh, I should yeah. bring that up. Sorry, I've got the wrong tab. They don't have shadows. Wrong. They don't have reflections. They can't have their pictures taken unless they can. That's, yep. what, that's the thing with all this. It's like, oh, they can't do this unless they can. Right. It just depends. Um, a lot of times they can move at like superhuman speed. Um, some can turn into bats. Yeah. The transfer transformation of some sort, it, bats yeah. or even a mist sort of. Yeah. Thing. Uh, there are some that they have to be on soil at all times because, like, that's how the lore of like when they transported from Transylvania out to the west, they had coffin. They were slept in their coffins, but it was on their native soil also. Was yeah. there a tricky part about that? Yeah, I think it's like they have to sleep or rest in their native soil, but can they be, can yeah. still walk on other soil. Yeah, the, the chart I found on the internet that was kind of fun, it was comparing European folklore, Varney the Vampire, who I don't even know who he is, Bram Stoker's, Nosferatu, Anne Rice, Buffy, Blade, Count Ducula, who I, I think that that might be like a Disney joke, Discworld, which I've I've heard of Discworld, but I didn't know they were vampires. True Blood, Twilight, The Vampire Diaries, 30 Days of Night, and that one has a, a shadow box. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. There were only three of them that don't have shadows, and it was mainly like Bram Stoker's vampires, I guess, did not have shadows. But yeah, I never really noticed that before, but I didn't. I read Bram Stoker once, so I don't remember a lot of what happened in that other than your like standard vampire lore. I think, I think that was the one with the, the coffin has to be in their their native dirt and they kind of are sucky by like they they in entrance their yeah. prey. Yeah, yep. Like a hypnosis mm -hmm. trance they can do. I think Bram Stoker's Dracula was based off of uh Vlad the Impaler. Yeah, that you sounds know. right. Yeah, but there I should have looked at that. There are lots yeah. of rules that are sometimes there and sometimes not. Mm -hmm. um, it gets it gets messy, and that's I think it was was it the Max Landis video I showed you of like how do you kill a vampire? Well, there's this. There's like no, any way you want because vampires yep. don't exist, right? Yeah. So, so that's however the, of this. the plot moves you forward, right? Whatever, whatever <laughs> you need because they're not real and just make it convenient for whatever sake. Um, 
but yeah, there have been many in comics that different rules and pop culture and everything of uh, whatever it is, what it is. Uh, so yeah, that's the basic rules of potential vampirism. I mean, ultimately, is usually sucking blood. Yep, uh, that's, that's the, like the underlying factor in all of them. They all suck the blood. Um, or as we learned in some of the comic book characters, that they call vampires like not necessarily blood, but plasma or life force, almost like a parasite or, at that right. point. Yeah. Yeah, because that was part of how they get away around the comics code. Because Morbius, the living vampire, quote unquote, used to not be a vampire because he wasn't allowed to suck blood. Mm. And I know in like the cartoon in the '90s, he had like suckers on his hand to get the plasma. They were very specific. He was only taking the white blood cell plasma. Right. <laughs> Which now you can donate your plasma, quote donate, and you get paid for it. But you can't get paid for selling your for donating your blood. That's uh, a weird, oh. like, so if, like, Red Cross, like, oh, you donate blood, they can't pay you for that. But you can go sell your plasma, because that's not blood. Like, I don't, it's but you so can get arbitrary. Cookies. But it's cookies so arbitrary, like, oh, this part of your body you can sell, but this part you cannot. Like, well, whatever. It's like <laughs> prostitution, too. You can only sell certain parts. Right. And, well, I think they're trying to, like, <laughs> do, uh, like, um. Like a black market sort of thing. You don't want yeah, to try yeah. to, oh, it's, it's, or, oh, it's harvesting kidding. organs right. is, what it, is how they're <laughs> yeah. tra- doing it and sort of thing. I don't know. It's all pretty arbitrary in my opinion. Like, yeah. Eh, whatever. Uh, but so that we got the rules-ish of vampires. What are some, when you think of vampires in comic books, what do you think of? Uh, first thing that pops into my head is Blade. He's From a, Marvel. Yep. He's half vampire. Is he's that day, right? Yeah, because mm-hmm. he's a daywalker. He's a daywalker, and he that's like his sole mission is to eradicate vampires and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been around for a while. For quite a while. What I don't know when he was created, the 90s, 80s? Uh, I will look it up. I don't early know. Early yeah, 80s, I'm, because he had movies in the 90s, I thought. Right, with Wesley Snipes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and those movies were good movies. I actually never watched them. I was so yeah. mad that was one of the weeks I used to work at a library as the media page. So I bring home movies every week. Mm. And every once in a while, I didn't have time to watch them before I had to take them back to my job. And I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> uh, 1973. 73. Wow. Even that far back. Uh, and for me, uh, you said Blade. I say Dracula is what I think of com- in comics. Yeah. Just in every, like, oh, Yeah, he's been Dracula. in everything. Uh, didn't Marvel do Tomb of Dracula, yes, the series? Fact, that was the first appearance of Blade was Tomb of Dracula number 10. Oh, was it? was Blade's first appearance. Oh, cool. Um, and yeah, I think, does DC have a Dracula? Uh, I bet so. Uh, I mean, Dracula's um, public domain. Yeah, so I, I think, think they, they do of some sort. I would think they have one in there somewhere. Yeah. I just know specifically Marvel has been using Dracula right. for a while. I can't think of anything offhand, but I'm sure they do. Yeah, I, Other than like a Halloween special or something. Right. I'm talking about like a mainstay character or anything. I remember there's a run of with Deadpool where he's like, oh, I'm going to kill that Dracula. He's like, no, we're not all Draculas. Like, we're vampires. That's what we are. Dracula's mm-hmm. the, the main guy. The rest of us, we're just vampires. Like, nope, kill this Dracula. Kill that Dracula. Kill that Dracula. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> so racist. Kind of, yeah, actually. Tangent, uh, did you see the Deadpool reveal trailer? I did. The part one and part Hugh. Yeah, the part Hugh. That was even part better. Two one. That was a good reveal. Yeah, it was good. I, I enjoyed Very that. Reveal. So, uh, Laura, what are Uh-oh. vampires and comic books that you can think of? Actually, 
you're you're making me think of a movie which wraps back around to a comic book. One thing that always creeps me out was when I watched Interview with a Vampire when I was really young, the movie, Kirsten Dunst, who is Mary Jane in Spider-Man, is in it. And like a lot of people, when you see them older and then see them young, like it just looks like their normal head on a tiny little body. It's kind of weird, yeah. <laughs> so seeing her as like an angry vampire who's like stuck in a child's body for all eternity, because sometimes that's a rule too that they don't what, age. what age they are oh, when yeah. they're bitten is the age they stay forever. And so she's stuck as a child and she's complaining the whole time that I can never fall in love. I can never do this. I can never do that. Like I am a seven-year-old or whatever she is forever. And so a lot of times when I think of vampires, I think of Kirsten Dunst throwing a little fit. <laughs> that reminds <laughs> me uh, of True Blood. One of the characters, she was a virgin when she turned into a vampire. So every time she's like, all right, everything would heal back normal. Like she's forever oh. a virgin then. So of sorts like oh and they mentioned that in the show she's like it sucks no matter what like everything goes back to normal it, healing factor sort of thing i guess that's one thing we missed too is they have a they usually have a faster healing with their eternal youth as well or eternal whatever age you were that wouldn't yeah. be very fun if you were like 90 years old and turned, and in, like, turned into with a arthritis vampire. and yeah. everything like well this sucks yeah <laughs> it's like that would be horrible yeah. Like step into the sunlight. Like, just, just, just just walk into it. Yep. Uh it reminds me of a meme I saw online. Like, why is it all vampires are super rich? And when the comments are like, Well, you, if you live a thousand years old and you're not super rich, then just walk into the sunlight. Yep. Like just give up. <laughs> if you're that rich and that if you that long and you're not rich, you should just give up on things. Yep. Come on. Yeah, you should have made an investment in some sort of stock and uh, right. let it ride. Or use your hypnosis <laughs> powers just to get a bunch of money and then live right. off of that. Rob a bank. Or even just have, just hey, random person, give me your money and just and forget what this ever happened again. Yeah, it's almost like the Jedi mind trick. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh another vampire is, that you mentioned earlier, Morbius, and how he's not a vampire of it, but he is a vampire. Mm -hmm. Um Yeah, where the, they had a great movie of that came out this year of Morbius. Mm-hmm. I did like how he made synthetic blood. Like that seems like a big a big obstacle many vampires deal with. Is like how to find an infinite blood supply that you trust. It's not going to screw you up. Right. And all that. So making your own blood at home seems like go to scratch. <laughs> and how in the movie he was Batman, including down to the soundtrack sound like Batman. Mm -hmm. But that's we've already discussed that one yeah. before. That's here nor there. Right. Um, but it does remind me of like Buffy has some vampire songs too. Vampires in music is. And Buffy is a series that continues on comic books, even though this, the TV show has been done for 20 years now. Yeah, almost they, like 19. I looked it up. They did like, uh, like they did with Smallville and stuff, the season whatever. Right. For the Buffy. And I yep. never did get into the show or the comics or anything, but I know it's got a huge fan base. Yeah, Alex and I, we have plans to someday watch Buffy. Probably so maybe, after Battlestar Galactica. Maybe when we do, we should tell you to, so you can keep up Ease with it. Ease into it there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll go week to week. All right, Jared, this is week one. Watch episode one, season one. So we'll, we'll keep each other. I could give that a shot. While I was Googling things today, I found out there is an unaired pilot before like everything else too. Oh. So I want to start with that because I've never seen it. Well, hmm. first, Jared, you have to start the movie. 
which we have, right? Oh, yeah. that's right. Because so. it wasn't um, what's her name that was it Buffy. Sarah Michelle Gellar. It was yeah. a different one. They'd stargated it where right. it wasn't Kurt Russell. Correct. <laughs> and uh, Pee Wee Herman's in it. Oh, yeah. Really? Pee Wee is awesome. Well, the actor that plays yeah. Pee-wee. Uh, uh, what's his real name? Uh, Ruben. Uh, Paul Ruben. Paul Ruben. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's yeah, it it's has, more vampires. I'll it check has it out. After credit scenes with him, highly recommend. Does Stick it? around for the credits. Okay, I'll check that out. Yeah. Why not? It's uh, Halloween. It's Halloween. Got to be better than yeah. Andor. Mm, uh, we'll get it off on a tangent. Doesn't have there. to be better than <laughs> <Yeah>. Andor. <laughs> there are some strong feelings about the show Andor. Find out about that. Wait for another episode. Yeah, that was a, just another tangent. <laughs> that, or it's a, no, it's a my, tease. My, it's, it's a, a tease. tease. There we go. Podcast. Yes, you'll hear us complain about it. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? It may win us over. Yeah, my it may win us over. Complaint is that they're not blue with the little antennae, like the Andorians I know <laughs> are blue. That's why he's not an Andorian. He's just Andor. Oh, okay. I guess that's fair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I feel like there should be a slash in his name and or. Right. Yep. You this know. and or that. This is either going to be good and or this. <laughs> well, for our weekly watching on Disney Plus, She-Hulk and or Star Wars. There we go. So there we go. <laughs> there we go. I like that. That's how we're, I'm going to spin that. <laughs> uh, any other vampire things that... Oh, one thing um, I forgot to mention that I do like that some touch on, but not a whole lot. Uh, they did it a little bit in the Vampire State Building. I was just going to bring that one up. If they don't eat a whole lot, then they do age. Yeah. And they get younger by feeding on blood then, too. Yep. So but cool I think ability. we've seen that before. It's like when uh, somebody opens up like a coffin and there's basically just a corpse there. Right. And then they drip a little blood on it and, and it, it like revitalizes. Yeah. yeah. That was Underworld. That's like they, where that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they would hibernate. They would, they would go into dehydration for a while. Yeah. They turn yeah. into... Human jerky. Yeah. <laughs> that was another cool thing, too, I forgot about. Thank you. Um, Some of the vampires have, like, a genetic memory in their blood. So when Celine brought Victor back in that movie, oh. she fed him her blood to give her the memories of what was going on. And he was like, you aren't trained in this practice, so I am all screwed up now, and I don't know what's going on because your memories are crazy. <laughs> so. oh. I forgot about that one, too. Have they done... Any comic books of Underworld? Yeah, because that's why I allowed it to be on my list. Okay. I think they were really just like, this comic book was based on the movie. Like, exact gotcha. movie representation. Like the adaptation of like, okay, yeah. shot for shot, drawn, here we go. Kind of how they're doing the Mandalorian okay. uh, Star Wars comic gotcha. books. Gotcha. of the show. Yeah. I was a little disappointed with that too. Yeah. But I it's still what... a good comic. If right. you've never watched the show, that's a really compelling comic. Right. Uh, so yeah, that's our big discussion on vampires that suck. Um, yeah, I can't think, unless there's anything last minute you guys want to mention about them, I can't think of anything else um, on my list at least. The one you mentioned earlier, uh, True Blood, they had turned into a comic. Um, me and Alex were talking, we've started the series, but we never, didn't really get too far into it. It was okay. It was fine. Yeah. I had no problems with it. It was a thing. Um, all I can remember, what was her name? Sookie? Yep. That's like the only thing I really truly remember. I'm like, Sucky, that is an odd name. I'd never heard anything like that. That's a sucky name. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so let's move on to books that came out this week, Wednesday, October 5th, 2022. Um, Jared, why don't you go first? Because I know you forgot yours and I can pivot on whatever I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. Um, the first one on my list was Batman. So and. 
Try not to rub against the microphone. Uh, Batman 128, we're still dealing with failsafe. Chip Zdarsky is still knocking this out of the park. Um, If you remember at the end of the last issue, we uh, have Superman joining the fray. This time, uh, he's got pretty much the whole Justice League fighting failsafe. Um, He's able to really injure Superman right away. And they've got uh, Martian Manhunter, Black Canary, Hawkgirl, and Green Arrow all jumping in to help. Um, Failsafe holds his own because it looks like this is a robot that Batman built to take down all the superheroes if they become evil. But mainly him. Um, Batman and Superman are both injured and Tim Drake Robin is trying to fly them away while the Justice League holds them off. So this was... Really good. Um, I don't want to go too far into it because there's some really cool stuff that happens. Um, the way he's able to like take out the Justice League, pretty much, and the way that there are plans, yeah, wheels within wheels of plans, right, right. Um, I love Batman's escape from the plane when he's injured. He's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'll be fine. It'll be um, fine. Yeah, just go." He just, just drops into the ocean, and yeah. he's fine. But uh, the ending is. Um, so Batman is getting healed up, and it's he's been like out for two weeks. Okay, I was sure it was two to two months. Uh, two was weeks. it two weeks? I think it was two weeks. That sounds right. Something like that. Where he's presumed dead by the public. Yeah, though. two weeks, and he's told Gotham has fallen, and fails saves pretty much taking it over and turn it into his own police state type situation. It reminds me of and he's going Future's End. Yeah, or no? Yeah, a little bit. Or no, or that uh, because that was uh, that was Omax. Uh, that was Future's End, where the robots have kind of taken over. What was the recent one where they jumped five years in the future? Uh, happened like a year or two ago, uh, when DC stopped publishing everything. Was that, that was Future's End. Was that Future's End? Okay. Yeah. Yep. But um, it's basically uh, Failsafe is going to challenge Batman to come get his city back. And that's the, you know, I think we're coming into an awesome conclusion. This book has been so good. So, it's been my pick since this since story started. Since Zdarsky took over. Yeah. So he's knocking it out of the park. Does it say, is this part four, part five of the story? It says, it doesn't say on the cover. Um, on the inside, it really does not say either. It just picks up right where they left off with Superman joining think, the fray. I think this is part four, though. I'm not, that, I'm not positive. I think I so, yeah. I'm pretty sure it is. So yeah, that is Batman, written by Chip Zdarsky. Uh, Laura, what is one of the books that stood out to you this week? Um, hmm. Decisions, decisions. I guess sticking in the Batman vein. Huh, that was two jokes. Um, <laughs> Gotham City, Year One. I thought that was interesting, and it's Tom King, so I was like, I gotta hmm. read this one. I'm not not gonna not read this one. Um. But I didn't – it was a lot of world building, so there wasn't a whole lot to it. But it, I wanted to get excited, but I'm not going to lie. I'm not 100% sure where in the family tree these people fall. They were talk. They opened up talking about the princess of Gotham, who was Helen Wayne, who was born in 1961. So I thought that could be – They're fudging some numbers. I think it's like the the main Waynes that are in this family – or in the story, is like Bruce's great-great-grandparents. Okay. Uh, it's I'm either great-grandparents or great-great. Okay. Because it's not Thomas and Martha. Yeah, as mentioned that's there, so, right. I couldn't which remember. Which is probably parents. his great-grandparents, and then if they have kids, it'd be... So the child that they're talking about in this issue is his grandparent, possibly. Or, okay. Or 
great uncle. Yeah. Probably aunt because it's cool. Whatever. Yeah. But, but yeah, she was born to Richard and Constance. And the story seems to be focusing around like Helen has been. Or wait, is that too much no, of a spoiler? It's fine. It okay. happens very early. It was like the first couple pages. Okay. Uh, Helen's been kidnapped and they're getting ransom notes, sort of. And they're from. They're calling it Batman. There's like a stamp at the bottom. And this one private eye, Bradley Slam Samuel Brad, or sorry, Slam Sam Bradley. His name is Samuel Bradley. Yeah, they call him They call him Slam. Only enemies call him Slam because he'll slam you into the wall. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. But yeah, he, he has this letter delivered to him by a mysterious woman, and then he gets pulled into this story. And... Uh, he ends up going to the, he's asked to deliver the the letter to the Waynes, and I swear they say to deliver it to Master Wayne, but he still gives it to the wife anyway, and I'm like, I don't think you're doing your job here, man. Yeah, they definitely said Master, <laughs> well, she could be the master of the house, so. For the time frame, I right, don't yeah. think it. I mean, yeah. it's close enough to, like, they're married close enough, and then, yeah, yeah. it's, it is a really good private eye detective story, like, without, yeah. without having to do with Batman, it's a cool good detective story yeah i'm very curious i want to know what's going on i want to know how does does this like somehow influence batman to become batman which i've never seen in any of his other history but i i I admit i'm very small on batman history like it's mainly movies is what i know is this a black label Probably. Did you grab that one i don't think so i did not grab that what was it called again gotham city year one okay i'll give it a quick google yeah, because if it's a black label, they can kind of do whatever they want. Yeah, but I think I'm if sure. they're going to try to keep it within his original um, origins or like current or origin story, it's um, he fell into the cave when he was a kid and was surrounded by bats. And he was so scared of bats that he used that symbol as his vigilante persona. So I don't know if they are going to retcon that into the aspect of oh he got his idea from these old ransom things or something like oh, that yeah, and that's why fearsome. i'm kind of think of like um okay. is is it a black label because they could really do whatever they want at it that is point. not labeled as a black label book but even if it's like a miniseries it could be yeah they can probably yeah right i mean and that yep. far in the pat in the history of gotham too like it, that could have been forgotten be, history too it could be for nothing like yeah oh, it's just its own story on its own right that has to take place in a city that will eventually Right. Yeah, another tangent about like the time period, they tried to make it sound timely too, like for how people spoke in that era. So they actually had to put a language trigger warning in the front. They're like, We're gonna we're Use gonna some be language here. Yeah. But it's historically authentic. Accurate. Like this is what they said back then, so it might bother you that people used to be real jerks. Yeah. <laughs> and they still are. And they like some of it is people didn't know. Oh, it's not actually appropriate to do this. Like right. they, they did think that some people were not people. So right. if you don't, it's like when I'm mean slurs. to the cat, and I'm like, "You're just a cat." Yeah. Like when the cats uprise and take over the world, I'm in trouble. Yeah. I have to pay for my sins. Yeah, that is <laughs> Gotham Year One. Yep. And yeah, it's it's an interesting book. Uh, I'm curious to see where that's going to go. Uh, one of my picks of the week is going to be. I'm going to forget. Dark Ride, number one. I know Jerry and I were talking yeah. about it beforehand. Like, uh, you, me, I don't know. It was a fun book. This, So I, 
I know we've talked about this several times. None of us are really horror film, horror buffs. Like none of us are like, oh, horror, great I like yeah. horror movies and stuff. But but you don't go out of your way to watch them, right? Or read them or anything right. Like that. The like, only oh. one that I will is a Halloween movie. Yeah, you but know. that's more for tradition than anything. right, right. Uh, if I think they're going to be great to make fun of, then I go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but Dark Ride, it is about this family that has this opposite of Disney World Park, where it's a horror amusement park. Where okay, you got the um, the mascots like one is D Mister D Evil or something like that, where it's like it's oh it's Devil, yeah, is what the costume looks like, and a whole bunch of okay here's Zombie Land, here is uh, Vampire Land, here's right. like there's different sections of the park that are different horror themed, yeah, a bunch of rides that are horror, yeah. Um, but it's following the perspective of a horror buff kid that is starting to work there. It's his job just to be janitor. Basically, he's trying to work his way up the ranks. Okay, it's up him just to clean the park. Yeah, and, and the kid just wanted to work at the park. And that, right. he, he he got his foot in the door because he wanted to work at the park because he wants to eventually. You find out build his own horror ride. Right, and he talks to the manager of the park, which is the son of the owner. Yeah, and I got it as this. The son is also set to inherit the park. Right. With but there is an inheritance with his sister. Right. Also. Which she has taken more of the movie side of the comp- the family business. Yeah. And he's taking just care of the park still. So like if Disneyland or if the Disney Corporation broke off into, oh, you take care of the the old style, you take care of the new style, and they kind of divide amongst yeah. them. But it's really cool to see the twisted history uh and the inspiration to this. I don't want to give away too much because it's a lot of potential spoilers in here. Yeah. But I think they do a good job of being horror, but not like too over the top one way or the other. Like there's, there's gore, but not, it's not just gore. There's yeah. some psychological, but it's not just psychological. It's a good right. balance of like, Oh, here's this guy that is caught in this world. Yeah. And it, it's interesting to see. Yeah. I, I'm like you, I don't want to give too much away with that, but I definitely think like, this is one I would recommend to, Anyone who like like us, we're not huge horror buffs. It's not we're not going to go out of our way to it. But this was good. I could recommend this to really anyone, right. and especially people that are horror fans. This they is would great, love it. I think this shows like it's like a love letter to horror fans. Also, like no, yes, no, this is why we love horror, not because it's over the top horror, but like no, it's an escape from the real horrors of reality. Right, with a fake horror, we know it's fake, but it still gets us. But Right. That and it's got relief. a supernatural edge to it also. Yeah. So But yeah, it was really good. I enjoyed it and it's issue one. I'm ex- I'm curious to see where it's gonna go. I yeah. think this is definitely a good time to start a horror book is the first week <laughs> of October when people have Halloween on the mind. Right. So but we'll I mean we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, I could have seen this being a graphic novel. They I think yes. they could have released this all in one volume and I think it would have done really well. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to I'm probably gonna follow the series in trade. I'm probably not gonna follow it week Same to week here. or month to month. Same here. Once it comes out in trade, it'll probably be good for that. Right. But it was a good single issue. I could I could see myself doing this in single issues. Right. But I think it's gonna be so good in a collected volume. Because right. I mean it has a good cliffhanger here. We saw enough content here that like, oh, I could only read the next issue in a month and be good. Right. But it's, but this is very horror and right. Halloween themed. Right. Like this, I can see us talking about this next year for the Halloween month. Yeah. On the podcast once again. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, what is Make one of the pick- I'm sorry. 
Same. Make a note. Next year's book club. Uh, I mean, we'll see if we have it on the shelf. Then that's how we're doing this year. <laughs> yep. Uh, Whatever is on the shelf, we'll talk about those books. Yep. Um, Jared, what was another book that stood out to you this week? Uh, the um, Dark Crisis. Passing that one over. Also, yep. Sorry, I left my books on my desk at work when I drove over here. I got halfway here. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm not turning around. So uh, I have to borrow Alex's. Um, Dark Crisis number five of seven. Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths. There you go, since they re get the full the title. Um, Pariah has really taken over all the villains. Um, we do come across Superman finally, and they're trying to get him back because basically they stuck all of the Justice League on different Earths and made that reality so real to them that they are in input into that reality. So for me, it's a very much it's a House of M. It's what everyone wants their their greatest desire, really. Somewhat, and they're to put a degree. Into those worlds, yeah, to a degree. Um, maybe not put into their the worlds they want. Like Batman, I don't think that's the world he wanted. But at the same time, it There's was secure. I, like he had all the tools he needed to do the job. The way they did Superman, at least, it was like, no, this is what your heart desired. Right. So that's why I was like, oh, I wonder. Because they didn't really touch on the other ones. Like, oh, they're just in their own little world. Yeah. They never said why they're in those worlds. Right. But Superman, the way I took it for Superman, saying like, oh, that's why they're there. There's something in those worlds that that's what they really wanted. Now, we'll see if we actually if they actually address what they all wanted and why they're in those worlds. Yeah. I doubt it, but we'll see. I doubt it, too. Probably in one of the- uh, One of the tie-ins. One of the tie-ins. One of the very, very vast tie-ins that I complain about yeah. Marvel doing constantly. Infinite tie-ins so, on infinite Earths. Yep. There you go. <laughs> yep, pretty much. But um, the um, Legion of Doom has attacked the Hall of Justice, which is housing- all the characters of that aren't the Justice League. The Titans. Yeah. And Black Adam's like, no, you're all going to die when they're getting ready for battle. And he's like, you are not the Justice League. And Nightwing's like, no, we're the Titans. You know, it's like, I like that, you're, you're but right. I'm a Titans fan. So. We are not the Justice League. Yeah. We, we never we will Titans. be. And the Titans go out and do what they do. You know, they go to battle. This is the big brawl issue. Of like, hey, it's thrown down. Yep. And they are, their target is Slade. Deathstroke. So I'm going to kind of stop there so readers won't get any spoilers if they haven't read it yet. Well, they should read it themselves. Yeah, it's, it's been good. This I've issue enjoyed it. for me is like, okay, issue one was great. Yeah. Two, three, four were okay. And I think those issues would have helped with, if, the with all the tie-ins. Like, and then there's this one. Like, okay, yeah. and that's back to the, okay, the story's right. going again. Yep. So I'm enjoying it. Um if you don't know your DC characters and stuff, I don't know if I could recommend this. Right. Similar so, to how we did Blackest Night. Like, right. And some of them characters. are different uh, different costumes and stuff. Like Slade has got a mohawk now. And I haven't been reading like Suicide Squad or, right. or Deathstroke he's comics. Not, he's not wearing I don't know how long or... he's actually had that. Right. So there's a couple characters. I'm like, wait, who he's is that? He's not missing an eye. Oh, either. that that's – yeah. So – and I think that's part of um, – no, he is. Is he? Okay. Yeah, he's still missing it. I thought he was. But um, there's a couple characters that um, I think you'll just have to kind of figure out who they are as you go. Yeah. So, but yeah, most of them I recognize and was able to pinpoint. But yeah, I enjoyed it. It's good. All right. Laura, what is another one of your picks of the week? Spider-Man. I am flabbergasted that you picked Spider-Man <laughs> as a pick of the week. Surprise, everybody. Adjectiveless Spider-Man. I think you can uh, count on two things, Nightwing and Spider-Man. It's like mainstays. And no yeah. bias on those at all. So Spider-Man number one. <laughs> yeah, that's part of why I did it. Like I 
I do try a little bit not to just entirely focus on Spider-Man, but this was a number one, so I'm like, it should be a jumping on point for people. And this was good, too. honestly, like, it is still referring to a lot that I'm still a little confused because I'm behind on my stuff. It does, in-book recap, what's been going on with Amazing Spider-Man. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. why does he have this costume? Who is he working for? Why is he working for Norman? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it is Dan Slott's back, and I think Mark Bagley... Forget if Del Delgado is someone I should know who is. He sounds familiar. He sounds familiar. I recognize that. Stuff, yeah. 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 Those are the the writers and artists. And I also got a, a kick out of it right away when like it's setting up everything, like setting up the whole story. Norman Osborn, uh, Peter Parker's boss at the moment, calls him up and he's like, "Hey, I, I just had a burglary and I could really use your help if you'd go track down these guys." And at first, Peter's kind of like. Are you, how do you know where I am to know that I am available and like nearby to take care of this for you? Are you you tracking me again? I told you not to track me. Yeah. And Norman goes off. He says, I know where you live. I know how you should get to work. I know that you're always late. And there was something else. And I am still a genius. Yeah. You took my thunder. I had that right. Sorry. In quotes. But yeah. So yeah, Norman's like, and I am kind of smart. Yeah. So it doesn't, it's not that hard to figure this out. And another, like, side tangent, there's a advertisement in here for Gold Goblin. So apparently Norman is getting ready to try to be a hero again, which I feel like he has such a, a sine wave. Like, every once in a while he gets so crazy he thinks that he's a good guy. And he, like, didn't he do, like, Iron Patriot he or something like that? He was Iron Patriot in the yeah. Dark Reign. To be fair on that, he wasn't trying to be a good guy. He was trying to take over the world still and he's like well superheroes run the world so here we go that and he basically That's... killed the uh scroll queen to well, yeah, kind of yeah, take over about it. he did kill the skull yeah queen no the i mean invasion. when he became like the boss and he was like heralded as the the, the savior, the savior. yeah he killed the queen and, yeah yeah so it's like he took that and just ran with yeah, it yeah we'll see how he is the gold goblin if he's actually doing it to be good then or is there something going on right yeah, I feel kind of bad. I'm trying to remember in M2 Spider-Girl universe, I know there was a gold-colored goblin, but I can't remember if he was actually the gold goblin. I know it was Phil Urch, her uncle. I'm going to have to go yeah, dig out that you, issue. Of everybody I, here, that you'd be the one. Yeah. I can see it in my mind, but I don't remember exactly what was going on then. Um, but yeah, so I'll have to look into that. But anyways, uh, so Spider-Man does go... Stop the burglar stealing that truck of Norman Osborn's stuff. And then we get more going on. I don't want to give too many spoilers. I'm allowed to say that. It's the return uh, of the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, um, this creature, I'm, I'm going to throw out her name because I don't think we're supposed to be shocked. I don't know. Shathra? I've actually, I do not really know who this character is. I'm going to have to look into it. Yeah. And she's on Loom World Earth 001, like the base of everything. And she's getting ready to, to send all her minions after Spider-Man. And so. It'll be interesting to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I, I really loved about this book was it brought back the wit and the humor of Peter Parker's Spider-Man. Like, he is cracking jokes while stopping this robbery. He's interacting with the crowd. Like, they they all know his moves and everything, too. Like... It's um, good, happy Peter Parker, or happy Spider-Man, as it should be. The Amazing Spider-Man one that kind of lost its humor recently, and it's like, 
oh, he's not doing the one-liners or anything like that. And I, this one, he continually does that. I got a kick out of it, too, that he was kind of telling the people, get out, save yourselves. And they're like, we trust you. You're fine. Like, we're we, going to hang out and take pictures. You're Spider-Man. We know we're safe. Like, yes, there's danger around, but you'll take care of it. It'll be fine. Yeah. And then the one character shows up and he's like, I'm getting my butt kicked here, people. I really need you to leave. Like, give me some space. Right. And <laughs> there's one kid that's, there's this group of kids are drumming on the street and everything like so of course Spider-Man tips them also for their drum for like hey thanks for the background or fight music whatever he says (laughs) and his spider bot tips him one dollar like really one dollar cheapskate like (laughs) I I really enjoyed that it should be like the line out of the the Christmas album spider webbing isn't free it costs me money you know (laughs) but yeah it was this was such a refreshing book because this was fun to read and especially, again, after the previous Spider-Man series, the amazing stuff has been not as great. I mean, there was one issue I know we talked about on the podcast, like, this is actually a really good issue. Six issues in. Uh, this one, issue one, is starting strong. I'm excited to see where that's going to go. Good. Uh, the last thing I want to mention that is my other pick of the week uh, is the She-Hulk, uh, Jen again, volume. This is volume one. The I've been talking about the series as it's been coming out each issue where I was like, I didn't want to like the book. But I really did. Like, oh, yeah. this is just a cheap pop for the show coming out. And if you have any remote interest in the show, definitely read this book because it is similar humor. It is really good. I didn't want to like it as much as I did. Oh, you've piqued my interest with it. Every time you talk about the single issues when they were coming out, I'm like, this sounds fun. It is, and it is. I, this will be on the podcast, I would say, after Halloween probably mm-hmm. because it is such a good book. I, I really enjoy it. I, I read issue one. I was like, ah, oh, crap. Subscribe. <laughs> because I don't I don't want to, but I had to because it was that good. I'm intrigued where it's going to go, and I want to support things that are doing well and they're different. Yeah, that are, and they're good. Right. So And they're yeah. doing a great job with that. Uh, any other last-minute books that we want to talk about that came out this week that stood out to us? Um, there's, there's a bunch that came out this week, folks. Uh, there's just a bunch. I want to throw out Earth Divers Kill Columbus. I'm curious where it's going to go because it seems like it's time travel. Yes. Usually I it, hate time travel, but they got some rules. So. Yeah. Yeah. They established the rules early on. Um, I like the fact that the sub, the title tells you what they're doing. Their their job is to kill Christopher Columbus mm-hmm. before they before he discovers the new world, which um, there's kind of some flaws with that. Like, if right. he doesn't, someone will. Like, right. Well, I did find it interesting. It seems like the four main characters are – Native Americans of some sort. And so I wonder if they think, well, if we have more influence in how America is formed and continues to rise, maybe it'll be better. Like, I feel like they're blaming European influence and America, like our America, for what happens to Earth in their future. So they think, oh, if we stop the European or I guess Spanish. Yeah, I guess Europe. European. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean. Because yeah. it was the Spanish-funded ships, but Christopher Columbus was Italian, oh, I think. I think that is true. Like, yeah, he was okay. he was going to different countries, and they're like it was finally his expedition was finally funded by the Spanish. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's another small tangent too. The the character who goes back in time almost outs himself because he's speaking the wrong languages too. Like he knows. A lot of dialects and things, but he's picking the wrong ones for the situations. Right. And when he gets flustered, he just goes English and they're like, oh, you're... You're a spy. Yeah, you you don't belong here because you're not even speaking the right language. Yeah. 
it was really good though. I was, I'm intrigued, and I, I hate time travel stories. But that one was like, okay, this is they're establishing ground rules where you can only go back in time. You can't travel forward. So once you go, you're gone for good. I'm, I'm curious to see where the rest of the party's going to do. Then, like, okay, well, and you can only go one at a time. And you can only carry one item with you. That, I, that is just one thing that's not part of you. So I think he brought like his dagger with him. I thought they made some comment. I thought the item you could take was intended to bring you back too. Oh, I, and it was his wedding I, ring. I didn't catch that either. Oh, see, I took it as he I, can't take anything other than one thing because he's like, oh, I'm without my wedding ring. Oh, this maybe is the first that time it. in however many ah, years I'm not wearing my wedding ring. That's the way maybe. I took it too. I took it as one way trips. Oh, yeah. okay. I think I was thinking, yeah, you go. What took him? back was the dagger from that time period okay, okay. so that's why he couldn't that have his could wedding be. ring because that would have brought him to his wedding date probably or, or possibly okay i have to reread okay. it right. i just took yeah, it as i always follow i took it as like terminator rules where you have to go back yeah. naked but i took it as with that and you can take one item with you that's not part of your body so you can be underwear or a weapon <laughs> see i thought he said at some point that the item directed where he went in time it could. I'm. I, yeah. I, I, and that could too. I don't know. I took the go back in time, like you have in your mind of where you, when you want to go back to. And that's how he got to, like, there's a magic wishing well that could tell where you want, where and when you wanted to go. It's somewhere in time rules. You just need the right penny. There you go. But yeah. That really uh, sucked, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, that was, what was the name of the book again? Uh, Earth Divers Kill Columbus. Earth Divers Kill Columbus. An interesting one. I think it'll be another good one in trade as well. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's move on to the book club book of the week. That is Vane, or I'm sorry, The Vane. The Vane. Um, if you don't want spoilers on this and want to know what we're talking about next week, we're not picking a book for next week. Uh, this is the surprise of what we're talking about next week. Um, we're going to talk about the favorite things we've read over the last 100 issues. Episodes. Or episodes, yes. Issues, episodes, whatever. Yeah. It's uh, comic of the, pod, of the podcast. Um, because we couldn't think of something like, oh, well, what's a good 100th horror one? And there, we'll, just do, we'll just do everything that we've read in yeah. the last. So that stands out. And it's with Adrian. So we know we'll go plenty on time. Yeah. So who knows? It might be a normal, quote, normal length since we don't have a book to talk about specifically. But we'll see what happens. So that's what we're going to do next week. And then in two weeks, when Laura's back, we're going to talk about The Walking Dead, Volume 1. So this week we're talking about vampires. In two weeks we'll talk about zombies because why it's not? It's Halloween. Halloween month. Uh, so the vein, Jared. Why did you read it when it first came out, and why did you make us read this? So when this first came out, <clears throat> it was marketed to me by saying it's vampires fighting Nazis in World War II, which is pretty accurate for the, like, for the first first two, two issues, issues of the five, <laughs> but. They, I was really surprised because the the main character to me in the story was not the vampire crew, it was the um, FBI inspector Felix Felix who um, was kind of following them and tracking them like his entire life. He was investigating. There was yes. something that like, oh, this is weird. What's going on with these guys? Right, but it kind of starts out with the uh, four vampires. Robbing what or you know, four characters kicking in a bank door and they're robbing a bank. Turns out it's a blood bank set in, uh, I think this was 1940, 
1941, I believe it starts yep. out. Yes. Uh, um, journal entry, August 11th, oh, 1941. There it is. Okay, yeah. But uh, so it's like kind of pre-World War Two. so, you know. World War Two is going on, but the yes, United States not, is not involved yet. Yeah, U.S. is not in yet. But uh, one of the things that stuck out right away was uh, them instilling their fear because one of the security guards like, yeah, I don't think you've got the stones to kill me and stuff. And she pulls back and shoots herself in the head. Yeah. Scared and, yet? Yeah. And it was like, that's a little creepy, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, we get, so the FBI agent gets involved with the story and takes it to Hoover, you know, and there he's. Kind of dismissive at first, but uh, once they kind of learn about the Nazis and everything going on, um, they're like, yeah, we want to join the fight and have them just send us over to kill Nazis. Uh, before we go too far, Laura, I'm going to make an assumption here. You're good at taking notes. Do you happen to have the, vo the four vampires' names written down? I did not write them down. I know it was like Lost Van yep. something, Van London. Marquis was one of them. Yep. Uh, the girl's name was weird. Um, it was like Orphan. Orphan, orphan and they called her Fanny. Yep. The other guy's name, I have forgotten. But I'm he sure was, I can find it quick. He was French. No, Marquis was the no, Marquis was the French. French one. I'm sorry. The other one, um, North. North. North, that's, that's it. Right. Yep. I forget what his last name was but i know they used it to find him always, at the hotel well, they always towards use the end. short names to they go by like oh why do the full name because who cares right it's like your first name. right um <laughs> but yeah i had the first issue in it like i thought it was obvious we were vampires and we would kill some zombies or nazis zombies? Nazis. nazis not zombies the zombies yep but basically they're kind of like a espionage team that's uh sent in to disrupt uh, high-ranking Nazis, and boy, do they do that. Well, yeah, that first issue, I thought, okay, this can be the whole series of them right. fighting in World War II. Yep. And no. <laughs> no, it's not. It, um, issue two ends with the end of World War II. Like, okay, right. and this issue, this book does jump around a whole lot. Right. But I'm really- It's mostly much, linear. As much as I hate time jumps, this, this one, they establish it off the bat, like, okay- they're vampires. They live forever. Right. So we don't – yes, this could have been a Walking Dead where it's 300 issues or whatever. Like they could right. have done that. And But like, no, let's just do five stories. Yeah. We'll, five issues. We'll tell a story. We'll do – okay. In some issues, they jump time like three times. Yeah. And it's also like in the second issue, it's following the FBI agent Felix yeah. as he is a soldier during World War II. And he's writing his um, – I don't know if they were married yet – yeah, I think they married I, before he took Did he? Okay. Probably. Um, a but, lot of people did that shotgun. Yeah. But uh, he's writing to her, and I liked how he was saying, um, oh, the fighting hasn't – we're always in the back. Nothing, we're not seeing much action. He's and lying He's so lying. Much. He was in, you know, hand-to-hand -hand combat and everything like that. To be fair, loose lips sink ships. So yeah. that's why they were uh, – I was the slogan, like, you're not supposed to tell anybody what you're doing where you are. Right. Because oh, if those messages get inter intercepted – that right. can give away battle plans. Right. I thought more he didn't want her to worry either. And well, see, I, I was reading of, it like that, that but- I think that's part of it too, yeah. but yeah. I just know- I thought that was the bigger part. I just know the history of it too, of back then, right. like, no, no, you can't say where you are and what you're doing. Right. But uh, the vein, pretty much, um, they want, they are sent to meet him. They do a bit of a time jump. 
and they're sent to meet him, and he's supposed to deliver a package to them. And he kind of realizes who they are. They're the ones that were robbing the blood bank. They don't kind of say it outright, but he like starts to draw his gun and stuff like that on them. So I think he knows something's up with this crew. And, um, you know. Was that before or after they... Didn't they kind they of manhandle the guy? They and dispose he's like, of the package. Like, yeah. yeah. So it's a Nazi sympathizer or a Nazi guy that is turning himself over to the United States government. And it definitely appears that they got like, oh, the mission is to turn him over. Mm-hmm. They got another mission on the side. Like, okay, nix that plan. Just get rid of the guy. Yeah. And that's what they do in a yeah. very violent way. And the guy was a German scientist who was uh, helping develop the, the V2 rockets and yep. stuff. and. You know, he thought the Nazi thought he was coming to America to join, switch sides and, you know, be safe. Nope. They just lift him straight up into an airplane propeller. Mm-hmm. It was very Indiana Jones. Yeah, very much so. And she had fun while doing it and drinking the spray of the blood. Yep. So we get uh, uh, more time jumps and um, kind of going to wrap this up a little bit further to where um the Felix is what 90s at least 70s yeah he's, he's, something it like that it's like his life story well and like this is, is his life's purpose he gets discredited I mean, once yeah. he files a report like once he gets back from world war 2 is like okay yeah. so these are the guys that were, before i left when i was investigating this this is the case blah blah they're vampires yada 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 and his boss is like okay yeah you're fired yeah that's not credible no one will believe this you're crazy, man. Now, did you get the impression that part of that was, were the vein already established and Hoover was kind of tying up a loose end to say, this never happened, you don't know this exists, I'm firing you because you're crazy? I, I think, to a degree. I think to a degree, because he probably knew, okay, there's no way the public will accept that there yeah. are four vampires. It'll throw the whole world in chaos. It'll be into witch hunts of like, right. oh, you're a vampire? No, you're not. No, you're a vampire. And just be weird, right. arbitrary things. Because Hoover knew of them and everything because they broke into his office in the first first okay. issue. Right. And I, I thought so. so, but I got I got a little confused because I was yeah. like, why is he firing this guy? Yeah. And, he, he was just but, trying yeah, to keep it covering, under wraps as much as possible. Yeah. Right. Because then when he was, when they popped up, what, 40 years later, right. he was like, okay, um, get him out of the insane asylum because the guy is like, he snapped because he's like, he knows this is real, but no one will listen to me, but it, it sounds crazy talking he gets mm-hmm. he does still go crazy like he yeah. obsesses a little bit extra right i do like the those issues where he does obsess and gets put in um it's kind of like the 60s and 70s so there's some drug use by the vampires and stuff right. like that so some of that is fun well, but oh yeah i like the reference the vampires made to this blood isn't even good like it's laced with all this stuff like yeah. i feel weird does this clown taste funny to you like yeah. that sort of thing <laughs> yeah and I like that eventually Felix gets like, oh, no. Uh, yeah. Release him out of the insane asylum. Yeah. The, the doctor's like. Vindication. Well, like, right. No, we can't. Do like, oh, I'm sorry. This is the last thing he said before he the before Hoover died. So it's out of our hands. So you have to let him go. Right. And they reinstate him in the government. You find out he's still not taken seriously in the government because he has no real evidence. Too. Right. He's like, he's the only one on the team. And everyone's like, oh, it, he's the X-Files guy. No one really believes yeah. what's going on with him. <laughs> but in 2020, we get a, um agent who comes across a gruesome scene. And um, 
the only explanation is vampires or something like that. So and she, she goes like, to the crazy guy. It. She's like, I don't want to say it's vampires, but it totally looks like it could be vampires. Right. So she goes to the crazy guy and he shows all of his, uh, his research, work. his life work, and she believes him. So they kind of mm-hmm. set a trap for the vein. And, and it, it works for the most part. Right. Um, the one thing I like about this, too, is they it definitely had the feeling, okay, yes, they're the protagonist, the Vena, the, the Vena are, but ultimately they are bad guys. Right. They are still, yes, they're killing uh, white supremacists. They're killing Nazis. They're killing, they're killing bad yeah. people. But also they're killing them without any trial or anything right. like that. So, and they're not just, just killing them. Right. There's, they're killing some good guys too. And they're killing them in vicious ways too. Right. It's not humane at all. Right. But- the way the book is like, oh, okay, their time is going to end, and they're not going to like, they're not going to get away with it all, right? And the book does do a very good job. Like, hey, their time comes. Yep. Um, yep. I love the ending where they're just surrounded by SWAT teams and they're fighting back. Yes, but uh, they're able to take down two of the vein, and other two get away. But they decide that. So the two the two guys get caught. Yeah. By the FBI. And we don't see exactly what happens to them. I'm assuming they did. They're all shot up, but and they're not quite dead well, but from the, the last time we but see the them. FBI, the younger FBI agent brings out a stake. She's about to stake him in the heart. Yeah. Because that's what Felix yep. told him. Like, all right, let's yeah. stake him in the heart. Yep. But we don't actually see that happening. Right. So we assume it happens. see their eyes. Yeah. There, there is a chance that they did not get staked and right. there could be a second series. But right. I, I think this is pretty well wrapped up. Yeah. So Lost and Orphan are um, in a... I thought at first it was uh, um, the pink Cadillac type thing. Yeah, oh, they remind you of Thelma and Louise. They totally Thelma and Louise They totally Thelma and Louise did, but I thought the pink Cadillac reference was pretty good. I don't know if that's a Cadillac or not, but that's what it reminded me of. But uh, they're basically like, yeah, the, they're being chased by, you know, a dozen police cars. There's not much of a way out. So they drive into the sunrise and they go up in flames. It was really good. Yeah, it is. I mean, they're getting shot up. Yeah. You know, turning into the ash from the sunlight and everything. Because it burns. Because it burns. You're familiar with how sunlight is. It it burns me. I don't like it. Uh, But yeah, that is The Vein. Um, Five issues. One and done story. And it takes place over the course of... Was it 1940s to 2020? So 80 years. So 80 years. Um. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah i I thought it was great. I don't know in terms of vampires because I don't read a whole lot of vampires. If it was a good vampire story, I enjoyed it. This, but was again, a, the premise was this was a good drama. Yeah, it was vampires versus Nazis is the way I thought it was going to be, and got a, a time jump story that really it was it completed itself. Yeah, you know, it was really good. Yeah, once I started thinking of it more from Felix's perspective, yes. I feel like he's kind of intended to be the main narrator yeah. yes. almost. So. I right. that. Yep. The first time yeah. I read this, I didn't think yeah. it like that, but this time through, I'm like, they're totally seeing it from Felix's perspective. Right. Yeah, I think that helps me a little bit too. Yeah. And that's, and that's what helps with the gaps too, is because they they do their hit and then they go underground. They do right. their hit yeah. and then go underground. So like, it does great for so, time jumps. I'm like, oh, we right. have this really big score. We don't have to feed for a long time. Well, that long time is four years. Time jump. Here we go. Yep. We need, we need to feed again. Yep. And that's how Felix was tracking them. Every time they, they hit something, 
he would track those events. And I liked how the trap was kind of like from True Blood, like who we've synthesized this. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's the only place. There's only one road in and out of town. We know how to trap them. They fell for it. Yep. Uh, so. so, yeah. With that being said, one to five time, one being off of five being great. Jared, what would you rate it? I, for what it is, I would give it a five. Uh, if I'm just looking at a straight vampire story that the art's good, the writing's good, dialogue is good, um, reading their um, dialogue in my head, I could hear like the differences in in tone and stuff like that. You know, it just read really well. Um, if I'm comparing it to like comics in general, I would drop it down to a four. So I wouldn't say it's a masterpiece or anything like yeah. that. But for what it is, I really enjoyed it. All right. Laura, what would you give it? to go with four because it didn't have enough spider-man <laughs> <laughs> well that's just not fair yeah oh i i don't know i got a little confused i admit sometimes i was falling asleep so maybe that was my own fault and it's ironic that you said oh you take good notes and i actually did not take a single note on this <laughs> although maybe that does mean i should bump it up because i did remember more character names and i think i remembered a lot for not having taken any notes no, I just I, I did enjoy it, but I feel like five I reserve for something that I can't wait to read it again. Yeah, and it's yeah. I I can I read this once that. and not have to read it again. I mean, if something referred to it and I really felt the need to refresh myself, but I don't. In those terms, I would be at a four too. Okay. So I agree <laughs> with that. This isn't something I'm going to jump out there to read again, or like if a sequel comes out, I'm like, oh, I've got to get that, you know. Like, I can wait till that comes out and trade to check check it out. All right. Uh, for me, I'm actually going to give it a five because it is self-contained. Everything's, it is, yeah. here you go. And I'm not a horror person. This is more of a drama with it elements is. of horror to it. Yeah. Yes. And that's why, like, if you're looking for a horror book, it's not a horror book. Not fully, yeah, no. So. But if maybe that's why I really first, enjoyed it, too. But in this time of the year where it's Halloween and horror light, for me, this is right up my alley. Okay. It has elements of horror, but it's not really... Mm too far yeah um and you know i typically hate time jumps and stuff like i think it was necessary the valid. way they did it and the, it worked really well it wasn't like oh and jumped to the end because just because like no no it was well paced and it wasn't from 1940 to 1980 it was like no they did the 50s and 60s 70s along the way too so you could see the spots in between um so yeah for me i i have to give it a five um and I like the variant covers that are in the back of the book. Yeah, those are fun. With, the, with all the covers were. Um, and yeah, it, it's one and done. It's what I can recommend. Like, hey, Halloween, this is one of my Halloween picks. I can yeah, so. agreed. Now, if it was outside of Halloween, maybe then I'd give it a four. Yeah. Out of five. But for the month of Halloween, I'm giving yeah, it a Yeah, for what it is, <laughs> it's a five. Yeah. So. It's a time-based grade. Yeah. It is. I mean, it is very <laughs> seasonal. I'll put yep. it that way. If it's, you know... St. Patrick's Day, I'm not going to recommend this right. at all. No, period. or even Christmas. I wouldn't yeah. say, nah, I mean, that's yep. okay. But now, right. if you're a person that likes Spider-Man life story, because and specifically they mentioned, oh, I like where it shows everybody aging in time. Mm -hmm. Okay, this would be good for that, too. Yeah. And that it has instance, that same element where- Right, people each, are aging. Right. I mean, minus the vampires, because yeah, they're, right. they're vampires. <laughs> uh, but they're yeah. developing as characters. Correct, yeah. Ah, uh, so with that, we'll move to the part that Jared always forgets about. I'm ready today. That is Heroes <laughs> of the Week, be it comic book or otherwise. Jared, since you are ready, and we didn't have to remind, at least I didn't remind you. Did you nope. remind him? Nope. nope. I did joke. I told Alex when you offered to bring dinner, I said, 
tell Jared he's on his way to be my hero of the week if he brings dinner. <laughs> I was like, nope, I'm not going to remind him in case he forgets. So he since refused, you won, he refused Jared, to relate yep. my message. Jared, who is your hero of the week? I had this one picked out a couple of weeks ago because it's um, on Friday. Our executive director David, it's his last day. So um, David has David Voth has put with in the comp- with, the with crime victim services. <laughs> it's not like he's <laughs> not expiring, right? Retiring, right? <laughs> um, David has been uh, the boss, the executive director, the driving force of crime victim for services for thirty seven years. So, and I think he's leaving the agency in good hands. So you know, uh, we've got a new executive director, Amy. She's going to be wonderful, I think. So, but David has put in 37 years helping victims of crime. I mean, he's he's led an agency that's helped countless people in Allen and Putnam counties in the surrounding area. So he's helped write um, some of the victim uh, laws. You know, he helped write some of that. So he's been doing this for so long and had such a strong force into this whole commitment, this whole life, and. Can't be more proud of him. He has earned this retirement. He sure has. And Very much so. And I feel like you should have gone last because it's going to be hard to follow. So, Laura, <laughs> who's your hero of the week? Hey, when I'm ready, I'm ready. You, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> Laura, who's your hero of the week, comic book or otherwise? I think I'm also going to stick with people at work and supervisors. Uh, I'm really excited about my supervisor, Jody, this week because she is really pushing for me to take a lead position and i think that she maneuvered some things today i just found out by the way surprise alex i just found this out earlier today so she really wants me to take over a lead spot and i feel like she's it will be easier to do this job with her help so if i if i do get it then she's well i mean regardless she can still be my hero because she's doing a lot of work and getting a lot of things in order and like sticking to her guns and other things that are going on at work. Um, how should I phrase it? People are encouraging her to like cut some people out of the loop and do do some shady things. And she's like, no, there's no reason for that. Like mm-hmm. everyone deserves to know this information. And if they don't, if they don't want to use it, that's, that's one thing. Right. Yeah, right. But I'm still going to inform them of the situation. Right. And then what they do with it after that is up to them. You can never right. say you didn't tell me. Like no, no, this stuff was there. You chose not to. Right. And transparency yeah. is the best way to do right. that. Yeah, I, I feel found. like she's got some integrity. Yeah, yeah. Transparency, yep. So. And that helps when you have somebody in a leadership position have faith in you. Yeah, and it's it, it really makes you feel wanted and needed, and you want to do better for that. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because so. right now I'm kind of like, meh. I don't need to do anything. Like I'm just skating by. But I kind of feel like if she really does push me into this leadership role. I should probably get my stuff together. So <laughs> we'll be, see how that goes. You should be ready to accept and lead in that, in that role. Yeah. I should grow a backbone. And my here of the week is going to be our neighbors that live across the street from us uh, because they were here this past weekend. We had to play some board games with them. Um, and it's our neighbors' daughter-in-law that said, hey, we should play this game. And like, okay, that kind of instigated us. I was playing board games this past weekend. We played with them before. But it's always a fun time. Mm-hmm. And specifically our neighbors that made uh, buffalo chicken dip, which was delicious. Mm. And it was good to have that. It's like, oh, that's always fun. It's not necessarily fun the next day, depending on how much you eat. But <laughs> it was fun at the time. It was a good time to eat. It was good food. And we got to play the game of real life. 
Oh, yeah. you were, you've showed me that that thing looks fun. It's a fun one. We'll, we'll play with you sometime. Yeah. Yeah, we should get Kyle too. Yeah. I think I almost went to order that one time. Yeah, probably. I know Kyle so, bought his. But yeah. anyway, uh, but it was a fun time. We played some games. We had a good time Saturday. And then Sunday, we went out to your family's house and got food and celebrated some birthdays. And it was a pretty good weekend overall. It was a party weekend. It was a party weekend. Uh, so, yeah, th- those are my heroes of the week. Um, so, with that, we will say thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing this on your social medias, folks. I know some of you guys listen to this, Adam, and I don't oh. see you post it on your social media, Adam. I should also shout out to Maria, my coworker, who was supposed to, said she was going to start listening. So, hi, Maria. And I will say, hey, Adam, if you post this episode on your social media, I'll post one of your episodes on my social media also will trade these i'll even get back on social media well i never shut it <laughs> off but i'm general actually general actually knows something for yes. the first time in years right if you if, hear that adam you get two for one on that one yep so. and if jared posts something it must be good it must he be, never posts right. anything it'll pop up on everybody's feed because yep. you never post it's like holy crap who's that jared live <laughs> so yeah uh with that we'll be back like i said we'll be back next week we'll be episode 100 um It'll probably be more tangenty than normal because Adrian. Because well, no, not because of that, but because we're not picking <laughs> a real subject matter. Like, right. It's going to be books in our episodes in general. What we've learned from the past one hundred episodes and everything too. Yeah. So it'll be. I imagine it'll be all over the place. Yeah, and we've covered a lot over mm-hmm. ninety nine episodes. Yeah, we are struggling you know? to come up with topics for each episode. Right. <laughs> we are. Yep. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, until then though, we'll see you all next time. Maybe we struggle with good topics. I mean, there's always crap to talk about. Yeah.